Well, I'm not sure when we begin lying to ourselves. <laughs> I'm not sure when that begins, not sure how it begins, whatever, but it's probably earlier than we imagine, lying to ourselves. Not sure when we stop lying to ourselves. It, it may co- coincide with our breathing. <laughs> we get pretty good at catching other people lying. Pretty good. But we're not so good at catching ourselves lying. Not, not to other people, but to ourselves. And lying to others is not, not excusable. But in some ways, it's understandable. Because they want to get themselves out of a pinch. Or, or maybe save their self-esteem. Or maybe their, even their reputation. Sometimes it seems like there's a, a short-term gain Not so much of a long-term gain. So, lying is inexcusable, but at the least, it's understandable. But lying to ourselves? That's that's ridiculous. It's enough to make you believe in total depravity, because it's totally crazy lying to ourselves. Who's lying to whom? (laughs) Who's lying to whom here? How many selves do we have to lie to? And if you're thinking, well, pastor, I don't lie to myself. Well, maybe you just did. (laughs) But you don't know you did because you're really good at it. And we all are. We're all good at lying to ourselves. One reason we're good at deceiving ourselves is we don't call the lies we tell ourselves lies. We call them something else. We dignify our lies And we call them reasons. Call them reasons, which is reasonable. We don't want to appear unreasonable. We don't just throw our hands up in the air and say, I don't know why I did this. We come up with the reasons. I was late because of traffic. Traffic was bad. I couldn't get there on time. You should have seen the highway. It was awful. That's reasonable. But then actually... Well, I I got up late and piddled around on Twitter and Instagram, uh, but I'll stick with the traffic story. That that works. You have a reason for why you blew up and lost your temper. You have a reason for that. You have a reason why you don't eat better. You have a reason why you're leaving or why you're staying. I'll let you fill in the blank here. The reason I blank too much. And the reason you give for why you whatever too much, so much, may not be the actual reason. The actual reason may be a a secret that you're keeping from yourself to keep yourself from having to face the truth about yourself. It's crazy. But we all do it. Instead of telling ourselves the truth, we manufacture, we create, or make excuses. And then we disguise them as reasons because we want to be reasonable. So, maybe we should call it, not like it is, but maybe we should call it like others see it. Because others see it. The people around you and the people who know you know when you're lying. They know when you have lied to yourself, 
bought into in, in, in on your own excuse and turned it into a reason. They know when you're manufacturing excuses. And the reason I know that they know is because you know when the people around you are doing it as well. You know. And when we think nobody's catching on to our excuses that we've disguised as reasons, they see our reasons for what they really are. Excuses or paper walls. And today we're in part three of this series, Paper Walls, Moving Beyond the Excuses That Hold You Back. It's a preaching series that Andy Stanley has used at his church and has made it available for others to share at their church as well. And I feel it's a timely message that we all need to hear. There are things, though, as we explained before, there are things worth carrying forward from one season to the next, from one year to the next, such as good habits as well as good friends. And there are things we should leave behind. And this series is about something to leave behind behind, and namely our excuses. They're like paper walls. From a distance, they look solid, they look impenetrable, they look and feel like actual reasons. As we get closer and get honest, not with the people around us, but with ourselves, we realize that our excuses are just paper walls. They're just holding us back. And over time, our excuses become becauses. They are becauses we retreat to. They are becauses we, we run to and we hide behind. We defend ourselves with it. When we're asked, why don't you? Well, because. Why haven't you? Well, because. Why do you always? Why do you keep on doing that? Why don't you start? Why don't you finish? Why don't you go visit them? Why don't you go talk with him or her? Why don't you forgive him or her? We always have a because. And often, our because isn't the cause. Our because is often just an excuse masquerading as a cause. We all do this. We all do this. And maybe some of us are carrying those excuses around right now. So in this series, we're asking this question. Is it possible you're missing out because you've walled yourself in? Are you missing out because you've walled yourself in? Is it possible that you're living behind a paper wall of obstacles you can't move beyond? They're walling you in from relationships, from opportunities, or maybe even better health. Is it possible some of your becauses are self-imposed, maybe lie-infested excuses. And they're constructed of things someone told you, someone called you, someone labeled you. Is it possible you've invented reasons to defend certain behaviors, reactions, and overreactions, or why you avoid certain people? You immediately defend it with becauses. Is it possible that some of those reasons aren't the reason, but there's something else going on? If so, there's something else on the other side that you're missing out on. The real problem that should really bother us is that over time, a single excuse can actually become a king. And that king could be a king of your life. 
A single excuse can become a tyrant. A single excuse can become the boss of you. Our lives are not as compartmentalized as we think. Excusing unhealthy behaviors in one area of our life often creates unhealthy behaviors in other areas of our life. Excusing our, our, your overreactions impacts your relationships. Making excuses for bad financial decisions and health habits just erodes your credibility. As people hear about the excuses you make about these things, and they draw conclusions about you. And it all flows together. Now, here's the problem. There's probably a single excuse or wall that you've lived behind or made for so long that it's impacting your entire life. It's keeping you from moving forward relationally, moving forward spiritually, or in terms of personal growth. Is it possible there's something that you've turned into a reason that's just an excuse? This is why we're talking about it here today, because there's a relationship between our excuses and our ability to follow Jesus. Excuses talk to us. They say, you can't go there. You, you can't talk to her. You can't forgive her. You can't forgive him. And meanwhile, Jesus has invited you to follow him. And Jesus has come to be the king of your life, the king that reverses things, <laughs> the king that came to reverse the order of things. And he's invited you to follow you can't follow both. You can't make excuses the king or lord of your life and follow Jesus at the same time. When you follow Jesus through the Gospels and through all the narratives, you read through those and all the conversations that are there, you'll discover He was constantly leading people out of darkness and into the light. But the problem is, light can be terrifying. Light can be very terrifying. Light shown in our dark places can be threatening. It can be embarrassing. It's the moment when you realize, I'm really afraid. The truth is, I'm afraid. The truth is, I'm just really insecure. The truth is, I'm terrified of what I might feel if I choose to move through and move past the excuses I've been giving for years. Light can be terrifying, but light can also be liberating. Lies, especially the ones we tell ourselves, lies will hold you back. Lies hold us back because lies, lies leave us in the dark. You know that, that to be true because you see it in other people. You see other people all the time, your, your co-workers, your neighbors, family members, your friends. And here's what you think, but you're afraid to say it, but here's what you think. Can't you see what you're doing to your marriage? Can't you see what your behavior is doing to your relationship with your son or your daughter? Can't you see what you're doing to your health? Can't you see what you're doing to your finances? 
Can't you see what you're doing to your academic career? Can't you see what you're doing to your reputation? That's the word we actually use in our mind. And then we, when we talk with them to other people, they just can't see it. It's like they're wandering around in the darkness. And if you have the opportunity or courage or relationship to point out what's obvious in their lives, do, do you see what you're doing to your husband? Do you see what you're doing to your wife? I wish you could see what you're doing to the people at work or those around you. I wish you could see how your behavior is affecting your kids. And, and, and if you've ever had those conversations, they can't see it and they retreat to their paper walls. And you, that, you know that those are, are reasons. They're, they're, just, they're not just reasons, they're, they're excuses. And the thing is, what's true of them is also true of you and me. <clears throat> I can't see it. You can't see it either. Other people see it about me and other people see it about you. And this is why when you follow Jesus through the Gospels, He presents us with an invitation that is so powerful and so life-changing. See, lies hold you back, but the truth will set you free. How amazing that 2,000 years ago, Jesus makes this very point after making this over-the-top claim in John chapter 8. In verse 12, He says, I am the light of the world. Now, who would say that, right? Who would say that? But what if that's true? What if that's true? What if Jesus came to lead the people of the world, you and me, out of the darkness and into the light? What if He came to light up your excuses so you can become everything He's called you to be and reach your full potential instead of living bogged down in the things you've told yourself? Then He says this, Whoever follows me, whoever follows me. Now, our mission here, Happy Valley, is that we are people who are committed to following Jesus. You read it in the bulletin there. It's printed all the time, each week for you. And we believe that He has invited people not just to believe in Him or believe things about Him, but to follow Him. Jesus doesn't need any more admirers. Everybody admires Jesus, but admiring Jesus won't make a difference in your life. It won't make a difference in the world or, or even in your relationships. Simply believing in or believing things about Jesus won't make a difference in your life. It won't make a difference in the world or your relationships. Jesus says, I want you to follow me. And because of the invitation, we can almost guess what comes next. If Jesus is the light of the world and He invites us to follow Him, then, Scripture tells us here, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus is saying, I want to light up the dark places and lead you through your paper walls. I want to expose the things that are keeping you back from engaging with you fully engaging with your family completely, engaging fully with your, with your potential, fully overcoming your fears or, and your insecurities. 
For, but for that to happen, it's not enough to sing songs about me. <laughs> it's not enough to admire me. It's not enough to believe in me. you got to follow me because I'm taking you somewhere. Jesus is taking each one of us somewhere on a journey in our Christian walk and in our lives. And it was the men and women who followed Jesus that turned this world upside down. They followed him closely. And it was the men and women who followed Jesus, not just admired Jesus, who shaped this Western civilization. And then John tells us that when Jesus said this in verse 13, the Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. You're not the light of the world. You're just some crazy guy trying to help people. And later on in the same conversation in, in uh, John ch uh, chapter 8, verses 31 through 33, Jesus says, If you hold to my teaching, in verse 31 there, if you hold to my teaching, and, and that's a conditional clause. If you do this, then this will happen. If you remain in, if you stay with, if you embrace my teaching, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And if you will do what I ask you to do, and if you will embrace what I've asked you to embrace, if you will follow my teaching, that means you're my follower. Verse 32, then you will know the truth. You will recognize what is true. You'll quit rationalizing. You'll quit making excuses. You'll, you'll quit resisting. Then you'll receive. And you'll receive it in that aha moment when you re realize that you've been hiding behind these becauses and these reasons that aren't real reasons. They're just paper walls. He says in that moment, if you'll follow me and you become my disciple, you're going to know the truth. In verse 32, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. It will set you free to see. You'll see you the way God sees you. <laughs> to see your potential the way God sees your potential. To see your family the way that God sees your family. To see God the way that God really is. And Jesus said from the Sermon on the Mount, He said, blessed are the pure in heart. And the people that have gotten rid of all the darkness, people have gotten rid of all the, all the deceit. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And I want to be to you the light of your world as well. And the only people who are able to take advantage of this light is not the people who've heard him speak or the people who admire him. It's the people that made the decision to follow Jesus. And if you follow him, you will discover the truth and the truth will set you free. And you begin to see your paper walls for what they are. Just paper walls. And then Jesus' original audience immediately responds, <laughs> guess what? By making excuses. In verse 33, 
They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? How can you say that we shall, we're going to be free from what? We've never been slaves. There's nothing to set us free from. Now, thinking of the situation, they did have a Roman governor. It really didn't treat them very well. Before that, they were ruled by Seleucids, by the Persians, by the Syrians, by Babylonians, and the Egyptians. Never been slaves? Hmm, interesting. And in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 15, Moses commanded them to be kind to their slaves because they were once slaves themselves in Egypt. It's easy to criticize them. Easy to look at them and point a finger at them and go, yeah, of course they're slaves. They've been slaves. They need to be set free. Easy to criticize them. But you know what? We're the same way. We're the same way. When someone implies that you're a slave to your excuses or imprisoned by your paper walls, you think, not me. That's not true. No, that's not me. And here's how we would reply to Jesus. I have never been a slave of anyone, of anything. How can you say that I shall be set free? Set me free from what? And maybe Jesus would reply to you and me the same way he did to the Pharisees. Verse 34, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Wait, wait a minute, Jesus, we're talking about sin? Oh, well, uh, I thought we were talking about other things. <laughs> do you ever do what you ought not to do? And then you regret doing what you just did? Then you get upset with you because you did something you knew you shouldn't do. And you say to yourself, self, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Who made you do that? You, you did it. So you've never been a slave? Interesting. You've, never, you've, you've deceived yourself into thinking you're freer than you are because you're hiding behind your excuses. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And I'm inviting you to a bigger and better way of living. Then after a comment about his unique relationships to God in John chapter 8, Jesus concludes with this. In verse 36, he says, So, if the Son sets you free, if you choose, if you choose to follow Jesus, if you embrace His teaching and allow Him to set you free, if you allow Jesus to light up the lies you believe, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You'll be free. You'll be freed and to name an excuse for what it is and free to push through paper walls. You'll be free to move forward in life, to the life God has called you to live. You'll be free to acknowledge your fear, free to acknowledge your insecurity. Following Jesus will make your life better and make you better at life <laughs> because He's the light of the world. He's come to light up all our personal darkness. 
And the invitation to you today, regardless of where you are at in your faith, is this. Would you lean in and choose to follow Jesus? Would you lean in and choose to follow Jesus? He's going to lead you to where you can acknowledge your fear and your insecurity, and that can be kind of scary. You'll be free to see what the people around you wish you could see that you genuinely can't see. And most importantly, you'll be free to engage. You see, our excuses excuse us from engaging with others. No, no, sorry, I can't do that. I've got this. Oh, no, I can't. Uh, I'm not going to go talk with I've got these things going on, or I'm busy with this. Oh, you know, I've got these other things going on, so I really can't uh, do that. Our paper walls basically make us small. We don't engage with other people because of those paper walls. They give you excuses, and we get to hide behind them. Our excuses excuse us from loving others. Not convinced? Isn't it true that the people who hurt you, the person who mistreated you, the person who lied to you, had a reason for what they did? They gave you a reason. They excused their behavior with that reason. They could not or would not see it for what it was. They, they manufactured an excuse for what they did. And this resulted in you being mistreated. And one of the most frustrating things in your life is that they never saw it. So they never apologized and they never owned it. And the reason they never owned it and the reason they never came clean with you is they really genuinely can't see it because they've created a a paper wall and they've lived behind it and they've defended the way they've mistreated you. It's their reason, but you see it as an excuse. Their paper walls enslaved them to their self-centered ways and you paid for it. So, do you want to be like that? Do you want want there to be people in the world who have been so hurt by you when it comes up, you just continue to hide behind your paper walls of excuses, causing those people to be deeply affected by you going behind your paper walls? <clears throat> Maybe you're like that, but you don't know it. <laughs> and this is a really big deal for any of us who say that we're Jesus followers and claim Jesus as our Savior, because we may unintentionally hurt people with our paper walls. Paper walls make you small. They enslave us to our our self-centeredness. They make you preoccupied with what's yours and what's owed to you. Here's something that should knock us alongside the head. (laughs) If you can't see your wrong, you'll be wrong your entire life. If you can't see you're wrong, you'll be wrong your entire life. If you never get to the place where something lights up the lie that you've believed about yourself or the inaccuracy, you could be wrong your entire life, which means you could excuse your life away. 
You'll excuse bad habits away. You'll excuse your family away. You'll excuse your health away. You'll excuse your peace away. And you'll even excuse your faith in God away. But there's a better way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In the first century, it was called the way. The group that followed Jesus, they were the way. And Jesus invites you to follow him out of the darkness and into the light. In, in verse 12, John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk, walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know what this looks like? You know what that verse looks like in your life? I see what's wrong with him, but I'm going to begin by looking in the mirror to see what's wrong with me. I see the speck in her eye, but I wonder if there's a log in mine. I'm going to ask Jesus to expose what needs to change in me. I'm not going to hide behind excuses anymore. That's what John chapter 8, verse 12 looks like. You know what else it looks like? It looks like forgiveness. You have a thousand reasons not to forgive. You have a thousand reasons to hang on to your anger, but you're not going to sit back and suffer from bitterness inside. Jesus says, follow me. We're going through this. Follow me. As I forgave you, you're going to forgive them. If you're going to follow me, you're going to initiate this reconciliation even though it was their fault. And you know what? You're going to be free. <laughs> you're going to admit that you're afraid and insecure, but it will be okay. It'll be terrifying, and you'll be free. Just think about the last time you've journeyed in that reconciliation, forgiveness. And once you truly forgave that person, let that whole issue go. How did you feel after that? A burden was lifted from your shoulders. You weren't carrying that weight anymore. You were free. Isn't that how you want to live? Not with a burden carrying all that weight around all the time? Isn't that how we all want to live? <laughs> Following Jesus not just believing, not just respecting, not just admiring, but following Him. Do you want to change the world and make a dent in our culture these days? Follow and allow Jesus to light up your life. And on the other side of all this mess, you'll be a better person and in a better position to make the world a better place. Is it possible you're missing out because you've walled yourself in? Is it possible you've shut somebody out because you've walled yourself in? And if I asked you why, you probably have a thousand reasons. Maybe your reasons are just excuses. Maybe it's time to move beyond them, to break through your paper walls. And here's Jesus' invitation. It's the starting place. Verses 31 32, If you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
Follow Jesus and you'll be free to see. You'll be free to be the, the husband, free to be the, the father, the wife, the mother, the employer, the employee, the son, the daughter, the grandparent, the citizen that God has created you to be. And if following Jesus results in pushing through our paper walls and leaving our excuses behind, then following Him will certainly make your, your life better, make it better almost immediately. Now, that all sounds like preacher talk, <laughs> pie in the sky. You may be encouraged to know you're not alone. When Jesus wrapped up His talk, we find out what happened in verse 59 of John chapter 8. They picked up stones to stone him. We get used to our paper walls, don't we? I don't want to forgive. And I don't want to focus on what's in my eye. I want to focus on what's in his eye. I want to focus on what's in her eye. I don't want to love them. And I don't want to have to serve them. So, let's just stone the light of the world so I can remain safely and comfortably in the dark. They picked up stones to stone him. But he slipped away, only to return another day to give his life away. Because Jesus is the light and life of the world. So, is it possible, is it possible you're missing out because you've walled yourself in? Is it possible you're disguising excuses as reasons? Are you willing to admit what you kind of already suspect, that they are just paper walls? Like I said before, I'm not sure when we begin lying to ourselves, but we do it. We all do it. And Jesus invites us to leave our fact-free excuses behind, to face up to the terrifying but, but the liberating truth about ourselves, our interior lives, our, our, our attitudes, our insecurities, and our past. Jesus says, if you follow me, if you allow me to, if you follow me and you allow me to, I'll set you free and you will be free indeed. That means no matter how anybody else treats you, they will never force you to live behind your paper walls. That's your choice. But if you follow Jesus, and you choose to do that, then you choose to allow Jesus to bring you out behind those paper walls. Because you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for speaking to our hearts today. And I would pray, Lord, that as uh, we just ruminate on what has been said, to have that go through our minds and our hearts right now, Lord, that you would, <clears throat> you would do, Lord, what I can't do. <laughs> Lord, that you would come into people's lives in a way, Lord, to speak to them and touch the areas of their lives that need to be taken care of. <clears throat> Lord, that you would help us see that the paper walls that we're hiding behind, we can burst through those with your help. 
when we follow you. Not just know about you. Not just agree that you're, you're a Savior, but that we follow you. We receive you as Savior and walk in obedience. We follow you, Lord. Then we will be set free. The truth will set us free. And we'll be able to see what's around us, the lies that we've been telling ourselves. Lord, if there's someone here today that needs to just come to you right now and receive that direction and leading, I pray, Lord, that you, again, would work in each person's heart, bring, setting them free, bringing them from behind those paper walls. And Lord, that's also, too, you would do a new and magnificent thing in each one of us. Help us, Lord, to be courageous enough and bold enough to step out from those paper walls, holding on to your hand as you lead and guide us. Lord, thank you for your message to us today, and I pray, Lord, that there will be people here responding in obedience to your promptings. And help us, Lord, to walk in all the light that you give us. Thank you, Lord, for being the light of the world. And I pray that, that we would allow you to be the light of our lives as well. We love you, Lord, and thank you for speaking to our hearts. And as the worship team comes on up and we end up in these couple songs, I pray, Lord, that you would just help us focus in on what you can do in our lives and how you're going to guide and direct and how you're going to um, help us and enable us to walk in all the light we have. We love you, Lord. We just thank you for this opportunity to come close to you and allow you to do a work in us. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray.